Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your host, Dana and Shana. We are so excited to be recording here today because we had to take a couple weeks off because we are projectors and we are honoring our energy flow and we're trying to really be mindful of work-life balance so that we can show up like badass bitch queens for y'all instead of like some raggedy, tired, (laughs) drained, (laughs) bitter projectors. So... We are say that, but like, I'm literally in a baggy t-shirt right now with like (laughs) curly shower hair. Yeah. Um, But I feel on the inside, like a badass projector queen. So, you You, know, you sound like one, your voice, the quality of your voice sounds like one. Mm, mm, It does. (laughs) I feel, (laughs) I feel the polarity right now. The balance of on the outside, I look like a raggedy ass ragamuffin, but on the inside, I'm like queen goddess. Mm, Yeah. Honey energy. I'm feeling that all day today. I've been listening to Beyonce since seven o'clock in the morning, which is very early for me to wake up as a projector. I've been only listening to Beyonce and just only shine bright like a diamond. So it's so fitting that today we are recording this episode about self love. And Mm -hmm. it kind of brings up this question when we talk about self-love of like, what the fuck does self-love really mean? Because it is something that we're hearing. It is something that is coming into pop culture. It's something that you're seeing memes about on Instagram. It's something that you're seeing people's pictures of their like beautiful bath with crystals of self-love on Instagram. Like it's something that we're hearing and that people are talking about and that there's starting to be a lot of, um, just content and talk and conversations about this idea. And it's funny because any new things that become really trendy, I think people always have this, you know, curiosity, like, is this actually meaningful? Is this actually real? Or is this something that is just trendy? And is this actually just about showing off or being egoic and um, saying that it's self-love? Or is it actually about something authentic and really, really powerful? And so today we kind of want to dive into those questions. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important because we can say self-love, self-love all day long, but not actually apply it. It's just like with everything in human design, you know, it can just be information, but not actually transformation. So it's so important to really understand like, okay, what is self-love like for me and how do I have awareness of it and honor it every single day and lean in even more and more and more. So, um, let's just start in the beginning of, you know, I guess how human design really looks at what love is and like what self-love, like how it's created and why we get away from it and why we have to work towards it, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So human design really preaches that in the end, really what life is about is love. 
And love is is so important. It's the thing that guides us. It's the thing that connects us back to the whole. It's the thing that shows us what we're here to do. It's the thing that shows us how we're here to connect with people in harmony and in this oneness. Like love is this very powerful and profound thing that when we talk about it, it's almost so powerful and so profound that we don't really have the words to express it. So a lot of us have this feeling. I mean, most of us have this feeling that we're on this journey or this quest to find love and to find direction and purpose because those things are connected to love in the human design teachings. Love and direction and purpose are all things that come from your G center. And that is the place in your body graph, that big diamond uh, chakra center in the center of your body graph where love and direction and your soul and that portal to other dimensions is. So reading from the human design book by Linda Bennell and Ra Ruhu, I just kind of wanted to read you guys this quote. Prior to our incarnation, the magnetic monopole and the design crystal fit perfectly together. And as a baby's body forms during pregnancy, the design crystal moves into the Ajna center and the magnetic monopole takes up residence in the G center, creating what is described as the illusion of separateness. Their separation creates a sort of longing between them that we experience as a lifelong search for love. So these two centers, your Ajna center, where you're having this awareness where your design crystal lives, gets separated from your G center by your throat chakra. And all of us have this separation existing in our energy field on purpose, right? It's a part of the human experience to experience this individualization, to experience this illusion of separateness, to experience this um, human journey, right? But that is felt by all of us as feeling like love is something outside of ourselves, feeling like love is something that we're longing for and searching for and that we have to earn or that we have to find through purpose and direction. But actually, the whole trick about this is that love is something that exists within us and that it is something that is created and that we could never be disconnected from because it exists within our own G-Center. It is the sacred force that animates all lives, whether you want to call it the universe or sacred life force energy. Love is something that's indistinguishable from those things. So it's really funny that um, all of us having this experience as being human, we have this experience of looking for love and looking for belonging and looking for purpose. But really, these things are within us at all times. So this whole setup, right? This whole energetic setup of what we just talked about is the thing that makes us say, if I want love, I have to find it from other people. I have to find it from validation. I have to find it from doing something physically, having a job or having a role as a mother or a father or a partner to someone that will make me earn love and that will make me find love. But this episode is about self-love. And it's about this idea that the love that you're looking for is actually not outside of you. The love that you're looking for is actually not going to come from your job or from your partner who loves you. It's going to come from this true source from within. And that is the journey of self-love. That is the journey of finding and connecting to that love that's within yourself and kind of letting go of that sense of seeking 
And instead, going within and feeling it and starting to listen to your insides, to your truth, to yourself. And that really is kind of that journey of self-love to us. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's this process of uncovering that is reflected throughout all of human design and self-discovery. So this idea that love and your life direction and your purpose and this yearning to be loved, all of that is already within you. And we just have this illusion of separateness um, that it's releasing the seeking, like Dana was saying, and just really discovering it within yourself. And that's the same thing with, you know, the gifts that we talk about with the channels and the gates. It's not anything that you have to go do and be outside of yourself. It really is something that's already you. It's already in you. And it's about releasing the conditioning that's making you think, making your mind think and second guess that it's something outside of yourself. So your mind is constantly second guessing your truth and trying to find and follow conditioning so that way people will accept us and people will love us. And because we know this about the mind, that's why human design and following your strategy and authority really helps um, helps you to cultivate self-love ultimately because it convinces your mind and it proves to your mind this works. And actually I am now loving myself because I'm doing things that feel good to me that actually bring me closer to my truth, not just closer to outside validation for something that is not my truth. So it's kind of confusing, but if you just simplify it, really, it's that your, your mind and your love were connected before birth. They got separated. You feel like it's something outside of yourself that you have to attain. Conditioning makes you think that you have to find it in outside circumstances and people. And if you just listen to your body, listen to your strategy and authority and what your body is telling you, you start to prove to your mind, oh, conditioning isn't what's getting me more accepted and more in love with myself and more in touch with what I truly love. What's really getting me connected to that is my body consciousness and leaning into uncovering, deconditioning. And once your mind really gets that and it's proven and it's like clicked into your mind, there's no other way forward. Like you feel that self-love within yourself and everything that you do moving forward is honoring that self-love. As long as you keep telling your mind, hold on, remember this made sense to trust my body. So I'm going to trust my body. I'm going to use my strategy and authority. I'm going to listen to what feels like self-love to me versus what I should be doing to get love outside of myself. Mm -hmm. Yes. So before we talk about how it looks to actually love ourselves and how that might look different for everyone, because everyone is different. Let's talk about what happens when we don't authentically love ourselves. Like what are the things that we see showing up in our lives when that self-love is not there within ourselves. We're not connected to our love. Um, I would say one of the biggest things that you can feel is jealousy and comparison and doing things because you should. So really acting out of pressure and going against what you want, going against what feels right to you, um, really making those decisions from the mind and from that rational place and also judgment of others. So I think everyone listening has probably felt 
all of those things at some point in their life. I know for sure I have. And I just wanted to tell everyone who's listening, like what it felt like for me, for me personally, I've always had a lot of self-love and this hasn't been something that I've really had to struggle with. Like even when I was in high school, um, I had like terrible acne and everyone was like, Oh my gosh, isn't that so hard for you? And for some reason it kind of wasn't like, I kind of always had this feeling like, I know that I am more than my skin. I know that I am more than what I look like to people. Like I had this kind of feeling where I had my own back and I loved myself and accepted myself pretty naturally. And then as I got a little bit older and life changed and circumstances changed and I met my soulmate that's when something kind of shifted and I was kind of tested in this new way. And I really experienced um, this period of time of like really doubting myself and really not loving myself and really comparing myself to other people, feeling jealous of other people, feeling like what I was wasn't good enough. And that was something that was kind of new to me. It wasn't a journey that I had been on until I was about 25. So just to kind of like tell that story really briefly, when I met Jared, he's a rock climbing guide and he's like an amazing climber and he's been climbing for years and years and years. And I had never rock climbed in my life when I met him. And when I met him, that was not a problem. Like I was inspired that he does what he loves for a living and that he's so talented at it and that he's this exciting, cool, fun person who follows his passions. Like I loved that he was a rock climber and he loved me for exactly who I was. And he wasn't expecting me to have exactly the same interests as he did because we had enough of the interests that were similar where it wasn't ever a problem. So like for the first two years of our relationship, it was totally fine that he was a rock climber and that I was like this spiritual, like singer girl. And we were totally different, but we had things that were the same. And then at some point I, people started to get really confused by me and our relationship together because they're like, wait a minute, you're not a climber, but he is. And for anyone listening who doesn't know, like rock climbing is like, a thing. Like it's almost like a religion. <laughs> it's like a religion for people who are climbers. Like their job is climbing. They live in a van. All of their friends are climbers. It's the only thing they ever talk about. So being with this person who's so immersed in that experience, you know, I would go to dinner with him and his friends and they would literally talk about rock climbing. I am not joking for three hours straight. And I would try to stay in the conversation and say something that I knew about it or, you know, like just ask people questions. And then they would just like tune me out and then keep talking about rock climbing. And I had never had the experience before of feeling invisible and feeling like what I had to offer wasn't interesting and wasn't valuable and like no one cared. And it really like fucked with me. Like I really was like, wow, for the first time in my life, like, I just feel like I don't fit in. I feel like I'm not good enough exactly as I am. I feel like I have to try and be something I'm not or pretend that I'm something I'm not for people to even like give me the time of day. And it really like ate away at me inside. And it really made me compare myself to other people and question everything that I was. And it created a lot of problems in our relationship because I felt like, you know, I'm not good enough for you because people are not what people expect. And, you know, Jared was never felt that way. He was like, who cares what everyone else thinks? And I started to realize that this judgment and this comparison and these expectations and me feeling like I wasn't enough, I started to realize that it was actually really coming from within. And I started to look at my own life. Like, what was I spending my time on? And I started to realize that I wasn't really doing the things that I loved as much. And I wasn't really feeling 
purposeful. Like I was giving my medicine or being recognized for who I was out in my life. Like I did kind of feel like I was hiding and I wasn't letting people really see the real me because I wasn't committed to being who I am. And I was entering into experiences and entering into new relationships that were built on false things. And through that process, I started to do more of what I loved. And I started to get more involved in my own things that made my heart sing. And I started to really uh, spend time appreciating who I am and taking big risks in a way that was meaningful for me and and doing sound baths and performing at um, festivals and hanging out with my friends more and going on trips without my husband, without that crutch of that safety. And I started to really connect in with my self-love. And that's when human design came to me and using my strategy, using my authority, it was just a deeper, more profound level of, oh, this is who I am. And that knowledge of this is who I am became so strong and so clear and so real for me that all of that other bullshit simply faded away. Like I realized that all of that stuff that I had been feeling was just an illusion and it was not true. And it was stuff that I was putting on myself. And in that process of coming back home to who I am and honoring myself and doing what I love and knowing who I am and not caring about expectation or pressure or what anyone else is doing, but just simply being myself and making choices as myself, that whole experience radically changed. And I am so grateful for that happening. And I definitely believe that me and Jared's relationship, he is, as my soulmate, someone who's showing me like these deep, dark places that I needed to work on and that weren't healed, that I wasn't able to see before I met him. Like I literally didn't know that that was there until that experience happened in that exact situation. And it was such a catalyst for me to realize that I have to love myself. I have to appreciate and accept who I am. I have to stop comparing myself to other people or feeling the pressure to fulfill expectations. And now all these years later, you know, Jared is still a rock climber. He's super successful. He's super talented. He does that. And I do what I do and I do what I love. And I'm so me that when people meet me now, they just get it right away. And I get it right away. And it just all of that stuff that I got trapped in and that was eating me alive from the inside all came from a lack of self-love and really making choices that were going against what I truly felt inside of me. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for that experience. And it's interesting because those choices in the moment aren't so cut and dry. You know, mm-hmm. they're not so clear of is this choice going against what you love, you know, but looking back, it's like, yeah, that was because now I've gotten such clarity on who I am and what I love and what's important to me. But in the moment, it really just feels like, you know, do you want to be included or do you not like, so yes, I want to be included. So I'm going to go, you know, try to rock climb with these group of amateurs. So that way I have something to talk about next time we're all together because I actually have some experience by myself discovering things. And so it's, it's interesting because it's self-love is kind of like alignment where mm-hmm. it's not, um, something that you just find once and then you're done. It's a constant thing of, or practice of coming back to, does what I'm doing honor myself? 
Did mm-hmm. I, is this self-love? Am I loving myself by making this decision? Or is it coming from a place of comparison or jealousy or pressure or shoulds or judgment of myself or judgment of others and what we should be doing with each other? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's like a whole process, but it's, I actually like looking back and reflecting back on situations where I have acted in my not self, or I have acted out of a lack of self-love because mm-hmm. it really highlights like, okay, moving forward, I know what that looks like for me, what it has looked like for me. And it can change obviously day to day and year to year. But, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy because I knew you during that time of your life. Yeah. And at the time I wasn't thinking anything of it. I wasn't thinking, oh, she's lacking self-love or mm-hmm. she's comparing herself to other people. You know, it's just so fascinating. But yeah. And it's honestly had- like only that situation could have brought that out of me. And so I needed yeah. that. And it was like a hundred percent meant to be. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's of course, really- like you had other circumstances where like little things where you didn't have self-love or where you oh, acted yeah. from jealousy or comparison, but this is like a this big one, one that you can really look back at and be yeah. like, this, this rocked was- my world for months. No, for a year and a half or two years, maybe wow. like it was like a big portion of my life where it was like, you know, it, am I going to be okay? Like, is our relationship going to make it like, you know, these huge life questions all stemming out of a place of me not being confident in myself and putting that pressure of like, my husband is supposed to make me happy. My husband is supposed to see me and validate me. My husband is supposed to recognize me. And he does do those things, but I would never feel it unless I validate myself, unless I recognize myself, unless I have confidence within myself. You know, like he was always saying, I love you as you are and you are enough. And I wasn't hearing it because I had this other story inside my own body, um, Mm -hmm. going against my truth. And, um, just like such a powerful thing to like look back on and to realize like yeah because of that journey it was such a catalyst for me of like actively and consciously how do I love myself how do I honor myself what are the things I love and that was the magnetism that pulled human design into my life yeah I would say for me the biggest like chunk of time where I was actively acting out of a place of um not self-love not self <laughs> I don't know I don't know how, what how you say I mean we're kind of the same thing of like not yeah. self and lack of self-love like they are on the same side yeah yeah I would say it was when I was in my old job and my old career and the I loved getting the recognition for being the best or being, you know, getting everything done or handling things. I loved getting the recognition of people saying like, wow, like you're amazing. Like you took care of all of these things. And all of that felt good because I do want to be somebody that's successful. I have these things that I want. And for anyone listening, any of the things that you want are because you want them and because you're meant to have them. And it's just about how you're getting there. And are you using your gifts? Are you going from a place of self-love? Are you going from a place of jealousy, comparison, pressure, and um, judgment? Mm -hmm. And so I was really going from a place of comparison and judgment and pressure to really 
be something that I'm not like really exhaust myself. I could not figure out why I was so tired and why it felt like literally painful for me to show up on Monday and to show up again on Tuesday and again on Wednesday and again on Thursday and again on Friday and then have two days off and do the whole thing over the next week. Like (laughs) I was doing different things every day, but the fact that I had, like, it was just so outside of what I genuinely wanted, what I genuinely loved, but my conditioning was that's what everyone does. And like, you should just do it because otherwise you're a little bitch. Like that's (laughs) genuinely what I felt. And so, but the biggest like moments I can really think of are when we would have events and there would be all of these social media people there. And there would be all of these influencers and like famous people that like, you should want to be around and you should want to, um, host and entertain and like be the person talking and being a social butterfly and all the things at these events. And every single time I would go to these events, I would see all these people around me who loved it. Like they genuinely loved taking pictures with these people and like getting them whatever they needed and talking to them and making small talk and like working a party. Like they genuinely loved hosting these events. And I literally every time would be in the bathroom as much as possible or go hide in the stock room. And I would like be there thinking to myself, like, this is painful for me. Like I could almost want to cry. That's how much it hurt to be in that situation because I was pretending so hard to be something I wasn't because I don't like it. I don't, it's not that it's like a good thing, but like, I just me genuinely, I don't care to talk to people about things that don't matter. Right. Like I don't care to talk to people and like schmooze the room. And like, I've read everything about you online. Like, why am I going to come up and pretend like, I don't know who you are. And then like, ask you questions about yourself that I already know the answer to. And like, right. And then like, I just, I could it. The facade of socializing. Exactly. Right. Because now we're very social. I mean, meet people all the time, but you're allowed to be around. For me, it was in a false. Exactly. And I couldn't be my authentic self because I'm a nobody. And because I'm like, you know, people don't want to hear about me. Like I can't talk about myself to somebody who's like above me. I put that in quotes because it's like, nobody is above anyone ever. Mm-hmm. And like, I was comparing myself and like all of these things. I was like every single event, I literally would drive home, like almost crying thinking, what is wrong with me? Like, why can't I just have fun? Like, it's a fun thing. People are drinking, they're having fun. Like, why can't I just have fun? Why was that so painful for me? And I would just say like, oh, I'm just bad at socializing or, oh, I'm just bad at uh, events or I'm just awkward. Like Mm -hmm. all of these labels that I would try to justify how I felt. And now looking back, looking at my, you know, my chart and like, what is self-love for me? Self-love for me is, you know, being a real authentic ass bitch, like (laughs) talking about the things that are fascinating to me Mm -hmm. and really getting to know people, really getting to go there with people. Like in a setting like that, you don't get to go there with anyone. Like you're just there and you're trying purposefully keeping things light Mm -hmm. to, or keeping it shallow, (laughs) keeping things shallow. Yeah. Like, and you know, everybody looking their best and wearing their heels and having their Botox and all of their things. And I'm not saying any of that stuff is bad because Mm -hmm. if that's something that you genuinely love and that's self-love for you, great. 
just mm-hmm. for me, it really wasn't and like, I could give two shits about that stuff. So it's mm-hmm. like, for me, that was going against self-love for me. So yeah. it's just interesting because when I think back to those moments, um, I was so not myself and I hated actually the fact that it wasn't me. Yeah. And I was constantly trying to figure out what was wrong with me. Yeah. And I felt even smaller and I kept making myself smaller. And the thing was, is because I wasn't seeing, I wasn't loving myself. I wasn't focused on what I love. I wasn't honoring what my body was telling me and saying that that's okay. I was saying something's wrong with you. Right. So, and you're saying all these people are doing it. So that means I should be doing it. And if you, it feels wrong for you, then you're like, oh, then something's wrong with me. Like we don't let ourselves be who we are when we're comparing ourselves to other people. And when we're using our mind to try to like go with that pressure of what it's wanting to be. And it's funny because I knew you during that part of your life. (laughs) I got to witness you and I was thinking before human design, like Shana is like a go getter. Like this bitch gets anything done. And like, she's so efficient, like business savvy. So when I did find out about human design, I was like, she's got to be a man gen. And then I did your chart and I was like, projector. <gasps> and it just like <laughs> threw the biggest wrench plot twist into my life ever. But also in another way, not really, because I always knew that you were someone who's really wise and like see things in a different way, but just because of the way you were using your energy. And I was perceiving it as like, she loves it. She's super successful. She's checking all the boxes. And that's the thing about self-love is that only you can feel if this is authentic for you. Only you can feel if you're living your life in a state of acceptance and love and honoring yourself or not. And we think that everyone else cares so much about what we're doing. And here's the actual truth. Nobody gives a shit what you're doing really because they're thinking (laughs) about themselves. And, you know, I used to think for a long time, like I have to be doing something that's impressive enough to when I call my mom, I can tell her I'm doing this. And then she says, okay, that's good. You know, and I would live my whole life for that 30 second phone call in the week of like, am I doing something that's impressive enough to where my mom won't be disappointed in me? And then at some point I realized like, F that, that 30 second call is not comparable to my entire moment to moment, second to second, hour to hour week of me being myself and living in my own body. Like I have to be happy. That is what matters. And that is what is important. And to me, it felt like breaking away from something I had always known. Like I had always known trying to please my mom and trying to like be the perfect daughter and like trying to be impressive to her and like trying to do something that made sense in a practical way. And it really felt at first, like I was like breaking my mom's heart to just start doing what I loved. And that was not the case either. That was another story that I had built for myself. So the thing about self-love, like we're saying, it is like alignment. Like you have these moments where you're really in it. Like you're just being yourself. You're doing what you love. Everything's great. And then life changes and new situations come that might test you or that might bring you out of that alignment or confuse you or tempt your not self. And it's so important to have this self-love be a practice, a state of coming back home to yourself, just like alignment. And also, I just wanted to say really quickly, there is social conditioning against loving yourself and against just honoring who you are. And that could look like, you know, if you love yourself first, people might say that you're selfish and that you're not a team player. Or people might say, if you love yourself, then you're narcissistic or you're vain or you're egoic. Or people might say, if you love yourself and you say no to things, then you're lazy 
or you're not a hard worker, you're not trying hard enough. Or people might say, if you love yourself, it you think it's more important to serve yourself than to serve other people. Um, or people might say that, you know, if everyone needs to try hard, and if you're not trying hard, then you're not enough. And all of those things are stories and conditioning that we are all susceptible to, and that these messages are out there. And it's just, are you attaching on to those things or are you coming back home to self-love? So what is self-love really? And what happens when you have it? So our definition of self-love is honoring and celebrating your uniqueness It's knowing you are enough exactly as you are. It's knowing you are inherently worthy of love. You're inherently worthy of acceptance. You're inherently worthy of belonging and you are inherently worthy of success. Mm -hmm. Every single person is. Um, It's knowing that you are destined for greatness. Like genuinely every single person is. And when you feel that and you accept that as just a truth that any limiting beliefs about anything, sky's the limit. Like things that you want are meant for you. They are going to happen if you lean into self-love. Um, self-love is honoring yourself in your choices by following your authority and doing things that are right for you instead of what others tell you you should do or what others tell you is right for you or what others tell you was right for them. And so that's your recipe now for success. Um, It's trusting that you know what's best for yourself. It's spending time doing things that you love and doing things that make you feel full and expansive in life. It's accepting yourself when you are high and when you are low in whether that's an emotional wave or just in your energy levels. Um, It's accepting yourself when you are succeeding and when you are struggling, it's accepting yourself when you are having accomplishments, but also when you're having traumas and working through trauma and knowing that all of those polarities, all of those things are perfect just as they are. And the more self-acceptance that you can have, the better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So all of those things that you just said sound like amazing, right? In theory, like accepting yourself, no matter where you are, exactly as you are, trusting that you know best, using your authority, like not caring what other people say, but really listening to yourself. But it's like, how do we get there? Because that is a process and it is a relationship that we cultivate. It is a commitment to loving yourself and going inward and really like doing that process. So Actually, how we get to self-love is something that we've thought a lot about in our lives. And it was actually a huge motivation of why we created Day Luna and why we created our boxes. Um, Kind of all of it actually leads to self-love. And the journey that we see of how you get there, it doesn't just like start overnight with like 100% fully loving yourself and like never giving a shit when anyone else thinks ever again. The first step is actually self-awareness. So it's starting to actually see who am I really and what are the things that I'm actually not. So that self-awareness, knowing who you really truly are, leads to self-acceptance. 
and really saying, okay, I know who I am. This is who I am. And I'm starting to really accept these things. I'm starting to realize that this is what it is for a reason and that there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing outside of me. Like these things that I now know about myself, this knowledge that I now have, I am learning to accept. And from that place of accepting it and just letting it be there and spending time there, it grows and grows into self-love. So that process of self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-love, we really see that as a sacred journey. And one of the most powerful ways in our opinion, obviously, to have self-awareness is through human design, right? It's this like amazing, powerfully accurate tool where it's like, oh, this is who I am. And this is who I'm not. And these are the things I can let go of. And these are the things that I can lean into. And that I'm really here to be. And having that awareness with so much clarity is like an amazing, amazing first step. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think that that is a recipe with anything. Like as you're saying before, you know, self-love is like alignment. So anytime that you experience yourself having jealousy or pressure or judgment or comparison, um, to really say like, hold on, how can, is this coming from me or is this coming from outside of me? Like having self-awareness to know like, okay, let me have awareness around the situation and have a neutral unbiased point of view about it to really look deeper and see the root of it. And then having acceptance from exactly where you are and why you are and how, like all of the things, having acceptance for how you feel about that thing. And then transitioning into self-love and Mm -hmm. getting back to what you want to do, who you are, what you love, Mm -hmm. um, all of those things. So that's kind of like a recipe for all those those times that you feel those not self or lack of self-love things. And I think a lot of people where they get stuck is the acceptance, actually, because we are so taught to believe that we're only worthy of love when we're doing well and that when we're doing, in quotes, not well, or when we're struggling or when we're having a challenge, that means that we're not worthy of love. And letting go of that is so powerful. And knowing like wherever you are, you are meant to be there in this moment is a part of you learning a lesson is a part of your life plan. Um, any place that you could possibly be in, like, for example, my journey with, um, this whole, like, example I gave of rock climbing, like it's such a silly thing, um, kind of like to hear back, but to me, it was a huge catalyst in my life. Like, can I actually just accept myself exactly where I am when I'm feeling weak or when I'm feeling scared or when I'm feeling like I have to protect myself or hide who I am in front of people? Can I accept myself even then and say, okay, what I'm feeling right now is what I'm feeling and I'm allowing myself to feel it without judgment. So that is so powerful. And that's something I come back to constantly. Like anytime I'm in a low in my wave or my emotional wave has really crashed and it's like, okay, I feel awful right now. Like I'm feeling these feelings that feel terrible, but can I just sit with them? Can I just allow myself to feel what I'm feeling and lean into this experience instead of trying to avoid it or trying to say, nope, this is not happening right now. I can control this and I can change it. But really just accepting where you are. And that is such a powerful place of self-love. Like it's absolutely 100% necessary in order to love yourself. Like you have to just accept all that is and trust the process. 
And it's interesting because human design really takes care of that first check mark of self-awareness. You know, you have self-awareness that you have an emotional wave and human design check that massive check box off to where your daily practice, your weekly practice is acceptance Mm because the awareness is there. So it's the same thing of, you know, with my example of, you know, working those events is having awareness of, oh, it's actually not me to be that person that loves this stuff. Like that's not me. So that's awareness. And then acceptance of, is that okay to be that person that doesn't love that stuff? And do, can I have acceptance of that and really own it? Mm -hmm. And that acceptance is the self-love. So the constant thing is like, okay, yes, I have awareness, human design, love you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) acceptance of like, I'm on a low on my emotional wave. Can I accept where I'm feeling? I love that. And so having self-awareness, which leads to self-acceptance, which leads to self-love ultimately leads to having acceptance and love for other people that are different than you and leads to spreading love and giving it to others because you have awareness that we are all different. You have acceptance for people exactly how they are, where they are right now. And you're able to love them anyways, because you have done this process internally. Mm -hmm. It reflects into your external, um, and, and how you, interact and give love to others in the world around you. So it's so, so powerful to do. And, you know, what does, what does it look like to love unconditionally, to love yourself unconditionally and to love others unconditionally? Yeah. And that is so powerful and profound. Like it reminds me of the quote that like, you can only meet people as deeply as you've met yourself. You can only love people as much as you love yourself. And that is true. Like if you are struggling to feel happy for someone else when they succeed, it's because you have a lack of self-love. If you're struggling to just be okay with someone in your family making a decision that you don't agree with, that's coming from a lack of self-love internally. Anytime that you're having this resistance or this problem or this judgment with someone else, or you just feeling like I just can't accept that person, that's actually coming from a lack of self-love love within. So when you have this unconditional love for yourself and it's echoing out and you're seeing it in every one of your relationships as this mirror, it's important to know that you can love someone and accept them unconditionally and disagree with them. You can love someone and accept them unconditionally and have boundaries where you don't want to be around that person or have them in your life. And that's okay. So it's not saying like, you know, unconditional love is not saying that Um, you're just letting people walk all over you and you have no more boundaries and you don't take care of yourself. It's actually the opposite. When you really, really love yourself and honor yourself and say yes to things that genuinely feel right for you with your authority, you are creating boundaries all over the place and it happens naturally Mm -hmm. and it supports you. It's like, listen, I love you. I want you to thrive. I want you to do whatever you want, but I can't be around that. And so I'm not going to, and I'm going to be here and you're going to be there. And I love you. I support you. I have no hard feelings. I want you to thrive thrive, but I don't want to be around whatever that thing is that you're doing. And that's okay. That's a form of unconditional love. That's a form of acceptance. It's just, if you're holding on to that secret resentment, that secret jealousy, that secret anger, that secret judgment, it's coming from within and you're creating it within and it's poisoning your own body. So yes, loving people unconditionally is, is powerful medicine. And I remember like before we started Day Luna doing this exercise that we often tell people who have gate 38, we tell people do this journaling exercise. The world would be a better place if what's the answer. 
And for me, I spent a lot of time meditating and thinking about the world would be a better place if, and my big conclusion was the world would be a better place if everyone knew that they were genuinely loved exactly as they are, like as they truly are. And then that thing that I thought of, that's my mission. Like, that's what I'm here to teach. That's what I'm here to learn myself. That's what I'm here to experience. And really the main way for people to know that they're authentically loved is from themselves and from their own journey and from them Mm -hmm. being able to shed their conditioning, release their mind and connect in with their authority, connect in with their true being and feel that connection to their own G center, this like amazing sacred portal of love and connection and belonging and purpose and direction that was always within you. It's Mm. just, are you connected to this or not? So it's so interesting because we journaled about that and like did a meditation on that separately at different times. I remember when this was like, it was way before day Luna. And my thing was the world would be a better place if people were able to connect to themselves and connect to like the authentic, real realness within others and be seen and see each other. Like that was my like thing of like, that's what would be better. And I had this whole meditation of like people being able to either like in, you know, countries that we don't know much about because of our privilege, like we don't physically know much about, you know, in Africa or in, you know, countries that don't have access and privilege to all of these kind of, you know, spiritual teachings, I guess you could say, um, like them being able to really have a, a safe space to come to, to connect to, whether that's within themselves, whether that is in a, a center or a space, whether that's creating a safe space in their own environment where they can genuinely have heart to heart conversations with people and come from this place of self-acceptance and self-love and like really connecting with themselves. So it's interesting because being able to have awareness, self-awareness is a privilege. Oh, and yeah. It's, you know, it's definitely a privilege to be in a place where you can say like, okay, let me, let me not think about all my external circumstances and let me focus on self-awareness and who I am and how I can, you know, have acceptance for where I'm at and cultivate the self-love. But I do want to say that it is something that can be accessed wherever you are, because all you need to do it is yourself. Yeah. And tuning in and listening to your body. You don't need a human design reading. You don't need, you know, a human design box. Although these are tools that we were led to deliver this message and to cultivate these physical things that help you to connect to yourself. Mm -hmm. But really all you need is, I guess, um, the inspiration or the connection to your own self to get curious and to go deeper and to see yourself and to honor yourself and to listen to what your body's telling you. So That's, it's just crazy because we both had these like missions yeah, that we're doing it now. Yeah. We didn't consciously say that like, these are our missions. Let's con- unite forces and <laughs> <laughs> create it. I love yours. This is so powerful. Um, and so now we want to kind of talk about 
okay, if every single person's different, right? That's what we always talk about on the show. That's what human design is all about. Every single person is nourished by different things with their diet and environment, like in PHS, every single person is here to make decisions in a different way and connect with their inner authority or with their authority in a different way. We're all unique. We're all different. We're all going to have different things that we can use as tools, both mentally and within and also physical tools that are going to support us and help us and connect us back to honoring ourselves, loving ourselves, doing what we authentically want, doing things that feel like they support us and nourish us instead of pulling us away from our center. So we want to talk about kind of by this, by the energy types, what kind of different ideas might really help those different types feel that sense of self-love and feel like they're really honoring themselves. But I also want to talk about just really quickly, um, the physical tools that you can do or that people use to really support themselves. So this is where I think it's really like in Instagram, you're going to see people taking Epsom salt baths and be like, hashtag self-love. And I want to say that honestly, a bath can totally be something that you use to help you love and nourish yourself and honor yourself and take a break and just be with your thoughts. And so the whole thing about these physical tools, these physical things that we do is the intention. Is this authentic for you? Are you doing this to authentically nourish yourself? Are you doing this because it authentically feels good for you? It feels right for you. Or are you doing this for some other intention? You know, whether that is for judgment or to get people's attention or to get, you know, whatever. It's anything that we're doing in life. Like you're the only person who can know, is this authentic for me? Does this feel right? Am I doing this because I want to, or am I doing this because other people have expectations of me doing it or other people have told me to do it and I'm just mindlessly doing it. So mm-hmm. I wanted to say with like some of my physical tools that I love to use to love myself. So anytime I'm feeling like just having a really hard day or I'm struggling or I'm on a low in my wave or I'm just feeling really anxious for some reason and I'm just like, I don't know what to do with myself right now. I always say, okay, I need to nourish myself. I need to be here for myself. I need to be easy on myself and do something that truly helps me relax and help feels right for me in this moment. So some of my favorite tools honestly is taking a bath. Actually, specifically, I like going in hot tubs or hot springs. Um, and I do have a hot tub when I'm in Joshua tree, but I don't have a hot tub when I'm here in Tahoe in the mountains, but that is something that genuinely it's like, there's nothing on planet earth I'd rather do than be in a hot tub. And everyone who knows knows that that's true. And it's not productive, right? And it's not productive in quotes. It's not going to help me solve a problem, but it is taking time to just honor what I want, taking time to just slow down and do something that feels so good for me. And I don't care about other people and what they think about it. It's literally just an act of self-love, right? If that intention mm-hmm. is there. And I also, and oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say uh, an example of um, not having awareness of what self-love is for you is that that is self-love for you, Dana. And like, that has been like, throughout our whole friendship, even in college, like the way that you nourish yourself and that is you honoring what you want to do. And you've always been that. And me not having awareness of what self-love is for me would think, oh, well, hot tubs are great. And she loves hot tubs and (laughs) I should love hot tubs. And I should love to want to go relax in one because that is self-love and that is nourishing. So every time that you were like, I let, I want to go into a hot tub. I would feel like, well, I need to want to go into a hot tub too, because I need self-love too. But really in reality, my 
form of self-love is, is going to go get a massage or is making myself a cup of cacao and like burning some incense outside and like sitting and breathing with myself Mm -hmm. or is going to go lay down and watch a movie and turn my brain off and just like let myself melt Mm -hmm. into my couch or into my bed. So it's like, that's what I genuinely want to do. But Mm -hmm. If I'm around someone and I think, oh, somebody else is like, I see someone post, you know, taking a bath. I think, oh, I should want to do that. Right. Because that's going to be self-love for me. So it's really about saying, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. What do I actually want to do? And then what intention do I have behind it? Right. Because everything is energy and your mind is so incredibly powerful that the intention that you have, if you, if your intention is I'm taking, I'm going into a hot tub because I want it to help, you know, recovery because I work out super hard and that's my intention. Like that's what you're going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. If you go into it with intention of I'm going into a hot tub because I want to, this is self-love for me and this is what I want and I'm honoring myself. That's what you're going to get out of it too. Yeah. I love these examples that we just gave because this is Shana and Dana realness. Like our whole friendship <laughs> lives, it's been like Shana getting massages and Dana being like, I'm going in the hot tub. Who's coming with me? And that is our life. But I also wanted to say for everyone listening, like here are some other tools that we think are really powerful. One is using Oracle cards and being able to just sit and ask questions and think and use Oracle decks. We talk about them a lot on the show. Um, And another thing that we love to do is work with crystals and meditate with crystals and build crystal grids. It's just like so nourishing and calming and you can create an intention with that grid because once again, it's all about intention. It's all about why am I doing this? What am I asking for here? How am I taking time to be authentic and to listen? Um, Another thing that we love doing is being in nature or putting on music and dancing or doing yoga or embodied movement. So I wanted to throw all of these tools out there so that you guys have something to play with. But the experiment is listening to yourself. And if you do one of these things, for example, if you pull Oracle cards or tarot cards, when you're doing it, really check in with your body. Do I actually love this? Is this actually what I want? Or am I doing it mindlessly because someone else suggested it? So it really is like, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just simply that awareness and intention of like, is this authentic for me? So those are kind of some physical things that we love to do to nourish ourselves when we're really needing that nourishment and that self-love and that time to just kind of refill our cup. But we wanted to talk about some um, intentions that we can really hold within for the types and ways that the types can really feel like they're honoring themselves. So with Mm -hmm. manifestors, it's so, so important for manifestors to make their freedom a priority. And anytime they are getting rid of their freedom and signing it over to someone else, they are pretty much always going against themselves and going against their truth. And so knowing as a manifester, my freedom is something that is connected to my self-love and that is connected to me honoring myself. myself. Mm -hmm. Also trusting yourself as a manifester. Yeah. Actually, I want to say, because depending on your channels and gates and everything, trusting yourself is a form of self-love for 
pretty much everyone. Yeah. Well, and it um, really depends on like, if you do a reading with us, there are specific things like for you because of this channel and the way it connects with these centers, this is something that is self-love for you. Yeah. So if you're wanting to get really dialed in and have like specific feedback or specific permission or validation, doing a reading is really the best thing because our charts are so insanely unique yeah. and specific that we can really look at your chart and say, doing this exact thing energetically will be something that is self-love for you. Yeah, exactly. And on that note of like for everyone, self-love is, um, anytime that you feel fear, turning it into trust, Mm -hmm. trusting yourself, feeling a fear of inadequacy, turning it to, if I'm wanting to do something, it's because it's, I have what it takes Mm -hmm. having a fear of failure saying, okay, if I'm wanting to do something, it's because it's going to be successful. Um, so really anytime that you feel fears pop up, to trust, like I am in, as long as I'm listening and having awareness of myself and acceptance of myself and listening to what my body is telling me it wants, I can trust myself and release fear. So it trust is a big form of self-love, but also for manifestors getting back onto what we were talking about, um, (laughs) manifestors is, um, not caring what people think. That's a big form of self-love. The more that you can really like check yourself, whenever you are caring about what people think and judging yourself and curating things and going against what you want to do because you are wanting to be accepted mentally to get back to, okay, it is self-love for me to make freedom my priority, trust myself and not care what people think. It's also um, trusting that you are supported and connected and free when you inform. So informing, informing, informing is a big form of self-love. Mm-hmm. for manifestors. I want to say it's like the number one thing because informing is like having a magic wand, like mm-hmm. literally any area of your life that you're like, I want more, less resistance. And I want more connection, inform, 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 mm-hmm. be authentic. And just like sharing your inner, inner monologue with other people feels like I don't want to do that, but it does lead to connection and self-love actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for generators, the biggest form of self-love is saying yes to doing the things that they authentically love. So for generators, it really is about how you're spending that creative energy. Am I spending it doing what I, am I spending this creative energy doing what I love? Or am I spending this creative life force energy that's so sacred on something that is against what I want, is against what I love. So really just getting super clear, like we're saying in all of these processes of like, as I'm doing this physical thing, or as this physical thing is in front of me, do I authentically love it? Do I authentically want to do that? Because that is self-love for a generator, especially, but obviously for everyone as well. Um, And also for generators, a good form of like self-love is really getting comfortable with the unknown and allowing the future to be unwritten, allowing that pressure to just be released and loving the unknown, bowing at the altar of the unknown. Because for a generator that helps them get in connection to their response, it helps them find what they love in the present moment in a way that's authentic for them instead of future tripping, which is one of the biggest ways for them to feel frustration. They're not self-theme. Mm-hmm. And then um, another thing I would say is loving that how easy it is for you to connect with other people your Mm -hmm. ability to hold space for people and connect with them and feel open. Um, your ability to allow people to feel open around you. So, um, 
really seeing that when that happens and reflecting on that and loving that about yourself, um, is another form of self-love. And then for man gens, um, it's being okay with changing and flowing, like really being okay with that, that you change Mm -hmm. your mind, that you change what you're doing and allowing yourself to have freedom and flow. Prioritizing freedom and flow is another, um, form of self-love and playing, not doing things just because they make sense or because you should, or because it's like, how is this helping you move forward? How is this productive? But really using play as like a form of medicine and just doing things because they're fun. um, That's a big form of Mm self-love. And for generators too, just valuing their authenticity, like valuing the fact that when I show up somewhere, it's because it's right for me and it fe- and I'm following my authority and not worrying about that pressure of like, am I being consistent? Am I being linear? But instead, am I being authentic? And really letting that be that source of self-love for them. Um, and then for reflectors, self-love for you really looks like never judging yourself when you surprise yourself by feeling something. So reflectors, as we know, we're here to change and flow as reflectors. We're here to take in new energy each and every single day from the people around us, from the environment around us, and from the cosmic energy. And you're supposed to let yourself feel that and go there and shape shift. So if you're judging yourself and you're blocking yourself from allowing yourself to just change and flow, you are cutting yourself off from self-love. You are cutting yourself off from your authentic truth. Um, So for reflectors, really allowing your passions to shift and change and allowing yourself to fully dive into passions that feel amazing and juicy without having to label yourself, without having to say like, okay, this is my passion forever, but just letting yourself be exactly where you are in this moment and dive into what you feel called to is a really big form of self-love for reflectors. Yes. And also just doing things that feel right in your body. I mean, that is true for all the types too, I would say Mm -hmm. is just really doing things that feel right in your body. But then specifically for reflectors, another big form of self-love is clearing yourself out every Mm -hmm. day and letting yourself just empty out and just be exactly as you are. Um, and letting yourself play like a child and, and be curious about things and, chase the wonder of things and just flow and have fun. Um, and then for projectors, self-love, I would say is focusing on how you love something and not how people are receiving it or wanting it. Um, but really focusing on why do I love this thing? And what about it is fascinating to me. That is the biggest form of self-love you can give yourself. Um, And it's a fine line between I love this thing because I love this thing or I love this thing because I love the validation and recognition I get when I do this thing. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. really knowing and checking yourself on the difference and and where where you're at in that spectrum. Yeah. And also for projectors, self-love looks like valuing your wisdom, your ability to see over your output or your physical contribution. So instead of feeling like I love myself, if I'm super productive, that is toxic. And that pulls us away from our truth as a projector, but instead saying, I love myself for me being me and for how my energy works and for the things I'm able to see. And that is the thing that is special about me. And that's the thing that I love about myself. And that is always there that I don't have to prove it is inherent and 
always within me. Um, and then also for projectors, really, it's so important for self-love to, for projectors especially, to know your gifts, to know what you're good at, to know what your unique genius is. This is one of those things that's true for everyone, but it's especially true for projectors. As projectors, we have blind spots sometimes when it comes to seeing ourselves and seeing what we're good at. And in order to really have that self-love, that awareness, that first step of really saying, what are my gifts? Who am I energetically? What things are correct for me? Really knowing that stuff is like such a powerful form of self-love for projectors. Mm -hmm. And then I would say um, another thing for projectors is um, finding an outlet to express yourself in without needing an invite to be there. So that way you're not, you don't feel like you are having to hold in excitement about the things that you're passionate and fascinated in, but that you have a place that you've created for yourself without in needing an invitation for you to share and talk and be excited about the things that you are into. So whether that's a close friend that you feel really sees you and you have an open invitation with, whether that's on social media or on a website or on a video series or on a podcast or wherever, just having an outlet for you to be able to just express yourself exactly as you are and the things that you are into that day. Um, but I just want to say that, um, you know, with, on this topic of, of getting really clear on what you love versus what you're validated in. An example is, you know, I thought that what I loved was the, I, or what I was loving was the recognition of somebody who's the getting it all done and being able to, you know, perform and, um, the go-to person. Like I loved that recognition, but really what I love about all the things that I'm doing is I love being able to turn an idea into a reality. That is my truth. That's coming from my gates and channels. Um, and I can use that gift in anything I want. And I don't have to use that gift in somebody else's business. I don't have to use that gift at an event that I actually hate. I can use this gift on things that I actually love. And I'm still using this gift that felt good to use, but now I'm getting recognition because I'm recognizing myself that these gifts are there. So a lot of this is, is not, it's really about knowing like, is this love external love that I'm wanting and mm -hmm. getting with this? Or is this self-love that I'm getting and wanting with this thing? Mm -hmm. So whether you're a generator or a man gen or manifestor, reflector, projector, doesn't matter. It's just about, you know, with this freedom that I'm seeking, is it because I'm wanting external people to say you're free as a manifester and you can do whatever you want? Or am I internally saying I am choosing to be free and give myself the freedom to do the things that I want because I love myself and it's coming from me. So all of this is like self, mm -hmm. like I'm saying yes to the things that I love and I'm giving myself that permission. I'm not looking for somebody else to tell me that to say yes to the things that you love as a generator. So really just always like it's, it is a fine line and mm -hmm. it's constant and it's not like so such hard work to do. It's just about getting really clear on like, knowing that you are your own power. You are your own leader. You are your own teacher, your own guru, your own guide. That self-direction is coming from your G center that mm -hmm. you've had since you were 
like born into a physical being, Mm -hmm. this energetic center. And you have the power to say, I recognize myself. I say yes to things because I choose to say yes to them. I create things because I want to. And I do things because I'm free to do whatever I want. And I'm telling myself that that's okay. Mm -hmm. And when you do that for yourself, that is when you are your most magnetic and your most juicy and like all the things that you're wanting just literally magnetically are pulled to you for you to then use your authority and decide if you want to do them or not. Mm -hmm. So this process is like, honestly, the biggest thing and gift that you can do for yourself. Because it's all about knowing that your energy, everything else is energy. And when you increase your magnetism, you attract things that allow you to continue building that magnetism and expanding. So I am so passionate and lit up by this topic. I could literally talk about it all day (laughs) long. Yeah. And I just wanted to say that when we're talking about the G center and the gates that come off of the G center, Um, it's really interesting because all of those gates are about love and different types of love, right? And all of them are a journey of first finding this within yourself and then teaching it to the world. And we're seeing that pattern over and over again in these gates. And we're seeing that pattern over and over again in everything in life. Um, like, yes, I want recognition from others, but first I have to have it within myself in order to receive it. I want to teach others how to love diversity, but first I have to love the diversity within myself in order to be able to teach. So we're seeing this inner and outer mirror, this reflection that's happening both ways. And I just wanted to say that these gates in the G center are so important that the sun comes into these gates on these really pivotal points of our year. So we just experienced the autumn equinox. And um, when the sun goes into that position on the autumn equinox, we're going into gate 46, which is a really interesting gate in the G center. It's about the love of the physical form, the love of the physical body. And people who have this gate defined are here to eventually teach people how to love their physical form, how to honor and love and cherish their physical body. But first they're here to go on that journey themselves. And it is often a journey. It is, you know, situations in life that are confusing you and distracting you and there's conditioning and there's expectations and there's all these things in your journey is to let go of all of that and to find that actually inherently you do love your physical form. And that is your truth because that self-love is within you. And if we can connect in with that, we can emanate that and then we can give it to other people. So I just wanted to say, and kind of like celebrate this autumn equinox and tell all of you guys that, um, you know, we are in this like together. We are in this journey together. A lot of the things that we are experiencing, we're experiencing as individuals, but we all go through it. And I think that self-love is that number one thing we have in common. Like we are here to love each other. And that is the most profound thing that we can do. But in order to do that, we first have to love ourselves. And just for fun facts for everyone, can you tell everyone listening about the different gates in the G center that happen with the solstices and the equinoxes. Yes. Cause I think this is so cool. So all of the gates in our body graph, um, happen when the sun and planets go into that 
zone in our zodiac wheel, right? So this is kind of where human design and astrology come together. The reason that we have these gates is because the sun or some other planet was in that position at the time that we were born or three months before we were born. So these um, four of our gates in the G center are about love and four of them are about purpose and direction. So these four gates that are about love, anyone who has these four gates as their main sun gates and earth gates is going to have the incarnation cross of the vessel of love. And that tells us that those people are here to embody so many different types of love and teach it to the world. So it's a really sacred cross of incarnation to have. But with these four gates that are in the G center, gate 25 is the gate of spiritual love and a love for all beings without discrimination, a love of equality and really knowing that spiritually, every single person is worthy of love, has amazing gifts that are here to be shared and that those gifts are enough and that people are not in competition with each other. We don't need to be the same. It's good to be different and that each of us is our own unique genius. So gate 25 is really that energy of that spiritual love and equality. And the sun goes into that gate on the spring equinox. So then gate 15 is the love of a diverse humanity. And the sun enters into this gate on summer solstice. So this energy is really loving, once again, the extremes in us, but in a physical way, like in the actual qualities that we're seeing in humankind. And then the autumn equinox moves into the sun. The sun moves into the um, gate 45 on the autumn equinox, which is like I was saying in the beginning, that love of the physical form. And then the winter solstice, the sun moves into gate 10, which is the gate of self-love. And this is the finale of this cycle of first loving everyone in the spiritual way, and then being able to love the diverseness in a physical way, and then loving our own physical self, um, a physical body. And then the last thing is this gate 10, which happens um, on the winter solstice of really loving ourselves. And mm-hmm. that self-love is kind of all encompassing. It's loving yes. all of those things. It's like the big, like grand finale. Um, almost, mm-hmm. I think gate 10 is maybe the most important gate in the body, in graph. The body graph. It's just Same. this like end all be all of really, really loving yourself. And, and just to clarify, these gates are 25, 15, 46, and 10. Mm-hmm. So those are like the main four that the year is cycling through on these equinoxes and solstices. Mm-hmm. So to say that gate 10 is is the end, like the final stage of maturity, it's the winter solstice. Um, it's really like to me, like the, the overarching lesson that we're all here to really learn in life is how can we love ourselves authentically so that we can love others? So mm-hmm. we love you guys and we're really grateful for our own journeys. And it's something that we consistently are checking in with as a practice, you know, coming back to alignment by following my strategy and authority, coming back to self-love by honoring myself and doing things that nourish me and accepting myself, even when I'm feeling low or even when I've made a mistake or even when I'm feeling insecure, like how can I just hold myself and be there for myself and come back home to self-love? So Mm -hmm. we are so grateful that we got to 
jump on today and record. It feels awesome to just talk to you guys and talk about this like super exciting and profound thing. And we are um, super busy and getting really excited about our PHS course, which is going to be launching on live stream October 10th. A lot of you guys are already signed up and we're so excited. And that course is going to be recorded. So for people who are wanting to watch it later or who are wanting to give themselves some time to order a retreat day box and allow it to come before they watch the course, the course is available at any time. It's just that if you join in with a live stream, you'll be able to ask us questions in a message board that we'll be able to answer during the live recording. So we're getting like seriously so excited and stoked for that day. It's going to feel nourishing and fun. And like, we've just been putting so much heart and soul into it. And, um, after listening to this episode, if you guys are inspired to get a reading, to really dive into your gates and channels and find out your uniqueness about what you can do to support yourself and love yourself, we encourage you to do that. If you want to do a reading with us, you can go to our website, daylunalife.com and book a reading there. We are kind of booked up in advance. So making sure that you kind of plan ahead. And if you're thinking that you want to do it, to go ahead and do it right now so that you um, aren't waiting too long for your reading to come through. Yes. And so, yeah, reach out if you have questions. We're doing our best to get back to emails and DMs. Sorry if we're a little laggy there. We are just, um, we are just honoring our energy, <laughs> trying, we're pouring honestly, like so much love expansion and creation into this course for you guys. Mm-hmm. And, um, obviously still meeting with you guys several days a week doing readings. So, um, we will get back to those DMs, I promise, at some point soon. Um, and But continue to reach out, continue to connect. And we love you guys. Enjoy the rest of your beautiful, beautiful week.